Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All righty, here we go. It's great to have you in. We're absolutely packed today. Here to Monday. It's great to have you in Guido's Gridiron Blitz on the Landry Football Podcast Network. I'm Mike Guido here with you. Uh, plenty of stuff to hit on today. Uh, breaking news just about an hour or so ago, we heard that J.J. Watt has signed a two-year, $31 million contract with the Arizona Cardinals. He now joins DeAndre Hopkins as the second player that the Arizona Cardinals have stolen from the Houston Texans. So we're obviously going to touch on that. We'll touch on that in about 15 minutes. Uh, Lamar Jackson and the Ravens are apparently far apart on an extension. That's coming up in about a half an hour. Plenty of stuff to cover today. A lot of news in the NFL, a lot of recent news in the NFL uh, that came across this weekend and earlier today. But first, um, I do want to remind you that Guido's Gridiron Blitz is sponsored by American betting experts, one of the largest licensed sports and casino vendors in the United States. What we've done is we've teamed together to provide special gaming offers to all Landry football followers and podcast listeners. So here's what you do. You go to our website, LandryFootball.com. That is LandryFootball.com. Click on the ad located in the upper right side of the page. You pick among the gaming sites that are legal in your state. That's BetMGM, DraftKings, FanDuel, PointsBet, BetMGM, DraftKings, FanDuel, points bet all of those sign up instantly receive an account deposit match or a risk-free bet from a hundred dollars to a thousand dollars let me repeat that a hundred dollars to an to a thousand dollars in an account deposit match or a risk-free bet it's that easy again go to landryfootball.com that is landryfootball.com click on the ad located in the upper right side of the page and get in on the action with a special offer from american betting experts that is american betting experts okay so plenty of stuff down to today i do want to begin with this so I, I i i need to make this perfectly clear when i talk about the dallas cowboys i am i try my best not to be a homer i really do i try my best to just keep my personal feelings my personal fandom out of any analysis that i have um but when a rumor comes up that is really, really exciting, that concerns your team, it's really hard to, to hide your personal excitement. The rumor that's circling, and we touched on this a little bit on Friday, but I'm going to touch on it again. Russell Wilson has listed the Dallas Cowboys as a team that he would like to be traded to if he were to be traded. Right there, we we have that situation in Seattle where he didn't necessarily demand a trade. But hey, if if you do trade me, here are a list of teams that I'd like to go to. Right? How many of us can get away with that in our personal relationships? Right? So you tell your girlfriend, "Hey, listen, I don't really want to break up with you, but if you have any girlfriends that you think I'd go good with, want to want to just send me a couple of recommendations, and then we'll go from there." Um, so he is kind of half dating Seattle right now uh, after being married to them for nine years. So anyway, Russell Wilson to Dallas is firing on all cylinders across the media. It just is. It, <laughs> you go anywhere you look, ESPN, Fox, CBS Sports Network, it doesn't matter. Here, it, Russell Wilson to Dallas is circling. And let me just say this for a minute. Before anybody calls me a homer, I am 100% 
100% for this. I just, I am. Here's the reason why, and I'm for it for both sides. Okay, the reason it makes sense for Dallas is simple. You have a really hard quarterback situation with Dak Prescott currently on your hands. You don't want to pay him a super-duper amount of money. It's clear that the Cowboys don't want to pay him a super-duper amount of money in regards to Dak's terms, right? Dak's going to want $40 million, and the Cowboys are just like, ah, we prefer to give you 35 And for five years, Dak's, Dak wants four. We all know the contract dispute. And to be honest with you, I don't really see an end in sight. I don't see an end. This deal is getting no closer to being done than it was at this point last year. I'm not sure the Cowboys signed Dak Prescott. They're probably going to end up franchise tagging him, and that's going to be another $38 million raw ripped out of your pockets. And the Cowboys, I'm sure, don't want that either. But here's the very logical sense. Russell Wilson is a better quarterback, and he's going to be a lot cheaper than Dak Prescott. That is, that's it right there. That If you need any other reason, you shouldn't, because better quarterback, less money. Logic tells you, great move. And we should listen to logic. <laughs> we should just listen. Plus, the Cowboys, look, I think their roster is already pretty good. I think that they could give up. Dak Prescott, I think they could give up. Because, again, Dak has value. He's quarterback, and he might be a top 10 quarterback. He's got value. Seattle might be able to just trade Russell Wilson, get Dak Prescott, and start the rebuild with Dak if they really feel like it. But you get Dak in there, right? A first-round pick, another first-round pick, maybe some later-round picks, and I think that gets the deal done. I really do. It makes sense for Dallas. With those weapons and that offensive line, Russell Wilson's been sacked more times in his first nine years in the NFL than anybody in NFL history. He'd be going to the Dallas Cowboys, who have an incredible offensive line when healthy. I mean... It makes all the sense in the world for Dallas, right? But let me tell you why. And again, this is how most people are, why most people tell me I'm crazy. Oh, I would never trade Russell Wilson. Well, wait a minute. I've told you once before that if I'm Seattle, I entertain trading Russell Wilson. Because in your standards, Seattle, you're paying him 35 million bucks a year. You have failed to build around him, even kind of, even kind of, I the, his offensive line has been terrible for six or seven years in a row. You can't figure it out. You can't fit. It blows my mind how one team can get so many. They draft terribly. They locked into DK Metcalf. DK Metcalf was the ninth wide receiver taken in his draft class. He should have never been there for you, and everybody knew it. You locked into DK Metcalf with the last pick of the second round in that draft. You passed on him. Okay, Seattle and Russell Wilson's frustrated with him, right? Russell Wilson is even saying, look, <laughs> I want more responsibility, but I really don't, and I kind of want to get traded, but I kind of don't. Like Russell Wilson's starting to sound like Kyrie Irving, and it's not really his fault. I mean, listen, if you get sacked 45 to 50 times a year, wouldn't you be a little frustrated? I mean, you got 275-pound, 4'4", pure muscle pass rushers that are coming straight for your head. And it feels like the the guys that are supposed to protect you voluntarily don't. They're so bad at it. It's unbelievable. So if I'm Seattle, I won a Super Bowl with Russell Wilson. I've been to two Super Bowls with Russell Wilson. 
I have squeezed every ounce of what I could with Russell Wilson. I need to rebuild. And this is the biggest problem. Is that Russell Wilson is 32 years old. You gave up your draft picks and all of the things that you would have used to make this better. You gave them all to the Jets for a safety. You gave up two future first-round picks for Jamal Adams. I mean, if you need a clue on how poorly the Seahawks are being run right now, you'll understand that the Seahawks traded two first-round picks for Jamal Adams, who's a safety, a box safety, and the Seahawks' defense was still historically bad last year. 31st in the NFL. 31st. The only team worse was Dallas. They gave I mean, they gave up everything. They don't have draft picks. They don't have assets. They don't have money to make it better. This is the Seahawks are going to be who the Seahawks are today for at least the next two seasons. Two, three years. The Seahawks are just going to be bad. Maybe not bad if you have Russell Wilson, but they're not a Super Bowl contender. You got a bad offensive line. You get an okay running game, right? Both of your running backs are free agents. You can't even sign them back. You might not have a running game. You have one of the worst defenses in the NFL. I mean, what do you have going for you? What you need is assets. What you need is money. Shed Russell Wilson. Trade Russell Wilson for some draft picks. Plus, the relationship is getting sour. The the opportunity, the best time to trade Russell Wilson is right now. Don't do what the Eagles did. Don't suck the ever-loving life out of every inch of value that Russell Wilson still has. Because once teams know, okay, what happens? You go one more full season with Russell Wilson. You go 10-6 and or whatever you're going to go. I mean, your division just got a The Cardinals just signed J.J. Watt. (laughs) What happens when you play the Cardinals next year twice and they've got Chandler Jones and J.J. Watt coming for you? You think that offensive line is going to be able to stop them? The Seahawks are not going to be as good next year as they were this year. The Seahawks might finish in last place. So what happens? You go one more full season with Russell Wilson. He gets full-blown frustrated with you, and he starts pulling a Deshaun Watson. You end up like the Eagles with Carson Wentz, where the Eagles (laughs) traded Carson Wentz for a third-round draft pick. Do, do, Do I... Is that clear in people's heads? The Eagles traded Carson Wentz for a third-round draft pick. You need to capitalize on Russell Wilson's value. You're not winning another Super Bowl with him, period. You suck at drafting. You suck at distributing your money. Your cap flexibility is terrible. You haven't been able to protect your star quarterback for the last five or six years, and it hasn't gotten any better any better and Russell Wilson's frustrated because he knows that he knows it okay here's a clue the four teams that Russell Wilson listed to the Seahawks which by the way that in itself you start listing teams you start listing trade destinations to your current organization you want out Okay, you don't give your girlfriend a list of other girls or a list of her friends that you'd like to take out on a date unless you want to break up. 
right? Unless you want to start seeing other people. Russell Wilson wants to start seeing other people. That in itself tells you that this relationship is over. It's over. (sighs) It's done. They got to capitalize on Russell Wilson's value. The best time to trade him is right now. The best time to trade him is right now. The Seahawks can't hold on. I mean, look, how incompetent do the Texans look right now? How incompetent do the Eagles look right now? They are headed down the same road. They are headed, I mean, Eagles lost a ton from Carson Wentz. Deshaun Watson is not going to play another snap for the Houston Texans. He won't play another snap. Russell Wilson at this point is getting really close. It's getting really close to the point where the Seahawks just have to cut their losses. They're not winning a Super Bowl with him. It's done. It's over. So the way that I see this, Could you imagine, okay, could you imagine for a minute that Russell Wilson gets traded to the Cowboys, the Seahawks essentially get all their draft picks back, right? They get their draft picks back. They're not the same ones that you gave the Jets, but now you get Dallas's first-round picks. You get Dallas's first round picks. You get to use those. Yeah, who knows? Dallas could be way more dysfunctional than you. They've shown a history, right? Jerry Jones is capable of screwing stuff up. What if Dallas isn't as good as you thought they would be? What if they turn into you? But if you're Dallas, it makes a whole ton of sense because you get out of the Dak Prescott thing. You know you're getting a better quarterback. I think if the Cowboys get Russell Wilson, it makes them an instant Super Bowl contender. And Seattle actually has a chance to restabilize what was a very highly coveted organization in the eyes of most players. People wanted to go play for the Seahawks. People wanted to go work for the Seahawks. Now do you want to? You look at that organization now, and you see this mess with Russell Wilson, and you see how poorly they draft, and you see all this stuff. They got Jamal Adams in that locker room. He's a nightmare. Do you really? Do you really want to work for the Seahawks? You're a player. Do you really want to go play for the Seahawks? I don't. They're going into a division next year with three pretty darn good rosters. Cardinals just got a lot better today. They were already good. They were all, they got a lot better today. The Rams have one of the best defenses in the NFL, and they upgraded a quarterback. And San Francisco is a season away from being removed, a season uh, a season removed from being in the Super Bowl. Where does Seattle stand right now? They clearly have the worst roster. They have an unstable quarterback situation. They don't have any money. They don't have any draft picks. The Seahawks are stuck. Don't be stuck. That's the way I see it. That's a trade that makes... A ton of sense. A ton of it. Russell Wilson to the Dallas Cowboys for Dak Prescott, a couple of first-round picks, and then anything else ancillary, third, fourth, whatever. That's that's the trade. That's make it happen. Okay. I'm going to keep things in the NFC West, obviously. So J.J. Watt signs a two-year, $31 million contract with the Arizona Cardinals, like I said before, he joins DeAndre Hopkins as the second player that the Cardinals have stolen from the Houston Texans. <laughs> oh my goodness, this is unbelievable. How Arizona single-handedly, let me just say this. If Arizona wins the division, if Arizona goes to the playoffs and they make a deep playoff run, any sort of success that Arizona has, they can pretty much attribute to the Houston Texans because they're using all their players. <laughs> last year, 
They trade for DeAndre Hopkins. They gave up a second-round pick for DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins a top-five receiver in the NFL. In my eyes, he's a top-three receiver in the NFL. And they gave up a second-round pick to get him. That's unbelievable. Now, they signed J.J. Watt in free agency because the Texans couldn't give him away. They couldn't trade J.J. Watt if they wanted to because everybody knew that he was out. Everybody knew that he was out. So, they signed him two years, $31 million. That's a $15.5 million contract per year. Uh, I saw $23 million of that $31 million is guaranteed. So, J.J. Watt to Arizona. That Arizona got a lot better. And there's no doubt, like I said before, <clears throat> There should have been 31 teams that were interested in J.J. Watt. 31. The only other one being the Houston Texans that let him go. Every other team should have been in on J.J. Watt just because of the presence that he brings you in your locker room. The pre- it's, it's Forget about the on-field stuff. I mean, and you hope that he gives you solid production as a pass rusher, which in Arizona... He will, because guess what? He's not the primary guy. J.J. Watt is the second best pass rusher on that team. Chandler Jones is a 20-sack-per-year guy, it feels like. That guy is a monster. So you got Chandler Jones and J.J. Watt coming at you. That's ridiculous. So you hope, yeah that he provides you some sort of stuff on the field. But the more important part about J.J. Watt, obviously, is that what a leader he is. What a guy that you can have in your building. I, who wouldn't want to have that sort of, that type of ambassador, that leadership in their building? I mean, he could step in tomorrow and be the quarterback of that defense. I, seriously, what a get by Arizona. But it got me thinking about something else. Because I think we can all look at this and we could say, yeah, this is a great signing by the Arizona Cardinals. We could spend all this time talking about J.J. Watt. That's less important to me. The Cardinals got better, both in their building, on the field, whatever. They got better. It's great. Okay, great signing by the Arizona Cardinals. But let me tell you exactly why. Let me tell you exactly why they're going to win the division next year. They are a shoe in to win the division next year. If you're a betting man, put money on it. The Arizona Cardinals are going to win the division. Let me tell you why. They have, think about this. Arizona has the most stable quarterback situation in the entire division. Think about this for a minute. We have not talked about Kyler Murray at all. Uh, this offseason, during the playoffs, it, we have not talked about Kyler Murray yet, barely even uttered his name in passing this offseason. The Cardinals have their guy. The Cardinals are the most stable team in that division right now. There's no movement at quarterback, just building. All they're worrying about is signing J.J. Watt, killing the draft. Arizona is going to be good next year, and they're going to make the playoffs, and they're going to win the division. Think about what's going on in the rest of their division right now. Seattle, we just spent a lot of time on Seattle. The roster's terrible. Their defense is terrible. And let's just, even if we just focus on quarterback, Russell Wilson wants out. Russell Wilson is no doubt the best quarterback in that division, but he doesn't want to play for the Seahawks. Like I said, if you give your team a list of teams that you'd rather play for, that relationship is cooked. It's done. Russell Wilson doesn't want to play for Seattle. Look at San Francisco. 
The 49ers have Jimmy Garoppolo at quarterback. That's okay. That's good. He might be the worst quarterback in the division when healthy, and he's never on the field. And there was talk that the 49ers might look into trading him and drafting another kid. They have quarterback uncertainty. And then we look at the L.A. Rams. Well, we know they have quarterback uncertainty because they traded him. They traded Jared Goff to the Lions for Matt Stafford. And even though we are, you know, we're pretty confident that the Rams are upgrading, we don't really know that. Because it isn't like Matt Stafford was a winning machine in Detroit. He's just a guy with a lot of arm talent. You know, kind of like Jared Goff. So you're getting a less athletic, probably stronger arm quarterback with Matt Stafford over Jared Goff. And you have no idea how Stafford's going to be in that new system with that coaching staff. I mean, you think he's going to be good, but really you have no idea. And he's going to have less weapons with the Rams. Okay, we, we talked about this before too. Detroit's weapons were not the problem last year. DeAndre Swift, Adrian Peterson, Kenny Galladay, Marvin Jones, TJ Hawkinson. I mean, they had guys last year, man. They had players. Really. This year with the Rams, Stafford's going in with, okay, Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, they're both good. Cam Akers and Darrell Henderson and Tyler Higby. Like, to me, that smells like a downgrade. Arizona's got the most stable quarterback situation. And Kyler Murray's the second best quarterback in that division. Kyler Murray, to me, is a top 10 quarterback in the league. You see some of the plays he makes, the way he runs around with his fit. He throws a beautiful ball. I mean, the guy does everything. He's amazing. The only problem is that he's 5'10". <laughs> he's short. But he's accurate with the football. Throws that tight spiral. I mean, Kyler Murray last year had a good year. Improved over his rookie season. Went 8-8, eight and eight, right? 67% completion percentage, threw for almost 4,000 yards. Think about that. Kyler Murray, who you would think is a primary runner, threw for 4,000 yards last year, 26 touchdowns, 12 picks. Same amount of interceptions that he threw last year, but he threw six more touchdowns. More productive. Had a 94.3 quarterback rating. What did he run for this past year? He ran for more yards. 819 yards running. He ran for 11 touchdowns. Kyler Murray's legit. And the Cardinals know that he's their guy. They're not moving him. There's no rumors. Arizona has been the rock of that division. It is amazing to me. And this is another example of how quickly the NFL tides turn. How quickly, I mean, Arizona was the last place team in their division for years, right? I, I mean, Arizona, two years ago, was last in their division. They probably would have been last in the division this past year if Jimmy G didn't get hurt for the Niners, right? I, I mean, Arizona, now I'm talking... Arizona, in my eyes, is going to win the division. Arizona's offensive line is pretty good. They're going to be able to run the football. They Their receivers are great, right? DeAndre Hopkins is a superstar. And that defense is getting better and better and better. I mean, Chandler Jones, J.J. Watt as pass rushers. You drafted Isaiah Simmons early in the draft last year. He's a stud at linebacker. Patrick Peterson, Buda Baker. I mean, you have players on this defense. And to be honest with you, Cliff Kingsbury is working out. 
That's an exciting, innovative offense. Very spread, wide open. It's a wide open field. Very innovative, really creative. It's 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 a good. They have such a good thing going, Arizona. They're winning the division. It is so ridiculously important for you to have stability in the places that matter. Stability. Coach, quarterback. I mean, it is so, so stable. There's no rumors about literally anything. Right? The Rams have had their thing. Right, We're giving up on Jared Goff. We're going to go trade for Matt Stafford. Russell Wilson wants out of Seattle. The 49ers, everybody's saying, hey, listen, they should draft a quarterback. Jimmy G can't stay healthy. I mean, and Arizona has never even crossed our minds. And now they add J.J. Watt to the mix. They add J.J. Watt to that defense. Think about it. This is usually what happens in the NFL. The team that you don't talk about, the team that just is razor-focused, laser focus, laser focus, not razor focused, laser focused on getting better and doing nothing but getting better is usually the team that ends up on top. Seattle, LA, San Francisco, they've all got extracurriculars going on right now. Arizona just signed JJ Watt. Oh yeah, they exist too. Look, to me, it's really simple. If you are into sports gambling, you love what's going on in Arizona. You should love what's going on in Arizona. They're going to win the division next year. Mark my words. So, uh, all right, uh, let's go to this. Uh, Before we do that, uh, I do want to remind you, don't forget to take advantage of our special gaming offers from American betting experts. Go to LandryFootball.com. That is LandryFootball.com. Click on the ad that's located in the upper right side of the page. Pick among the gaming sites that are legal in your state. Sign up and instantly receive an account deposit match or a risk-free bet from $100 to $1,000. Let me repeat that. $100 to $1,000 in an account deposit match or a risk-free bet. Bet it's that easy. Thanks to our sponsor, American Betting Experts. That is American Betting Experts. Okay. Um, so uh plenty of stuff to cover today. About 15 minutes or so from now, uh Mel Kuyper. I love draft stuff. Mel Kuyper said that Mac Jones shows signs of this quarterback and I'm going to tell you why this Hall of Fame quarterback by the way I'm going to tell you why it's not a good thing that's coming up in about 15 minutes uh okay let's move to this so apparently and this came to me as a surprise because I didn't even know they were talking uh but apparently they are Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens are apparently far apart on a contract extension. Um, and I find that to be really interesting, like I said, because he's got two years left on his contract. So I think the Ravens are trying to be smart, right? Th- to me, the Ravens are trying to be smart, lock him up early, because his price today is going to be lower than it will be two years from now. That is true. Okay, now, I have absolutely zero clue what Lamar Jackson would be asking for. I have no idea. I would like to probably, I would like to believe that he's probably asking for 35 plus million right now, right? Which means when two years comes and he's going to be a free agent and you're going to have to start tagging him and everything like that, because you're going to give him the fifth year option and all that stuff. When he starts asking for real money, I mean, Lamar Jackson is going to ask for 40 million bucks. And even for me, you got to keep this in mind. Even for me, a guy that has defended Lamar Jackson 
like crazy in the past. That's a lot of money for a guy that you're really not sure can throw the football that well. Now, I think, I think that Lamar Jackson can throw. I do think that there's uh, upside there. But I could be wrong. Lamar Jackson might not be able to throw the football. So the Ravens, the reality for the Ravens is, is that they are coming up on a very Cowboys-like quarterback situation where they're going to really like Lamar Jackson. They're going to really like their guy, but the number he's asking for is going to be ridiculous. And they don't know if they can pay him that much money and still win a Super Bowl with him. That's the situation the Cowboys are in right now. They don't want to give Dak too much money because Dak's proven that he needs help around him. And I think most quarterbacks do need help around them, right? Russell Wilson can live without much talent. Aaron Rodgers can live without much talent, but even they have their limitations when there aren't enough pieces around them. Receivers, running game, offensive line, right? If they don't have that, they even have their struggles, the greatest ones. Now, I think Lamar Jackson is a top eight or so quarterback in the entire NFL. He is so unique because this guy is better than most running backs in the NFL at running the football. He just, like, this is not just a, a quarterback who runs. Lamar Jackson is a gifted runner. Uh, this is different. It just is. It is different, man. I mean, Lamar Jackson last year ran for 1,200 yards when he won MVP. Okay, this year he ran for over 1,000 yards again. I mean, Lamar Jackson has been incredible at running the football. But we all know this in today's NFL. It's not just about that. Got to be able to throw, right? You got to be able to deliver for the pocket. You got to have some zip on it. You got to throw it accurately. All of those things apply. Okay, Josh Allen, uh, the, I, I guarantee you this year, the Bills were thinking at the beginning of this year, uh, if Josh Allen isn't good this year, we're going to think about moving on. He became accurate throwing the football. Now they're going to pay him super money. Look, the Ravens have a big decision to make because they know that Lamar is going to need help because it shows. The Ravens are not amazing at wide receiver. They're not terrible, but they're not good. Hollywood Brown is their best receiver. That's a problem. He shouldn't be your best receiver right now. Plus, all of their receivers are kind of small. They're the little slot guys, right? There's not very many deep threats. They're the -the over-the-middle type. Hollywood Brown, Willie Sneed, you know, guys like that. They don't have that big, tall, wide receiver that can go up and get a football, which is what, again, we all think Lamar Jackson needs. But that's exactly the point. If Lamar Jackson is making super money like that, are you going to be able to get that guy? Are you going to be able to keep a strong offensive line in front of him? Are you going to be able to keep a strong running game with running backs behind him? Will you be able to invest in a defense that can control the time of possession on both sides of the football? Can you do that with Lamar Jackson making a ton of money? If you are not sure of his throwing ability, okay, Lamar Jackson this year throwing the football what did regress from his MVP season, which again is expected because the guy won MVP. He's, you know, very rarely do you see guys who win more, uh, two MVPs in a row. Okay. In the NFL, Lamar Jackson completed 64 and a half percent of his throws, which is not bad. That's pretty good. Threw for over 2,700 yards, 26 touchdowns and nine picks. He had a 99.3 quarterback rating. Again, not bad at all. 99.3 quarterback rating is good. That is. But boy, would you love to see a little bit more with the arm. 
Okay. Even I can admit it. And I defend him a ton. Okay. I have buddies of mine that literally tell me like, Guido, you have way too much faith in Lamar Jackson. I'm like, I do, but look, but even I can admit, yeah, I'd like to see a little bit more with the arm. So yeah, I want to see a big receiver get in there. I want to see them invest in weapons for him. And I want to see him throw the ball a little bit more. I want to see those numbers inflated. You know, and I understand that that's not who he is, but I do want to see those passing numbers inflated because the Ravens are going to have really have to make a decision on whether or not they want to pay him. So I understand what the Ravens are doing because they're, they're trying to get him on the cheap right now or, and maybe it's not cheap. Maybe that's why they're far away on an extension because the Ravens are thinking, all right, we can lock him up for 29, 30 million. And Lamar Jackson's camp is like, hey, you gotta be kidding me. I just want MVP. Like, dude, I'm I'm I am the reason that this offense exists, which is true, by the way. It is. So Lamar Jackson's probably thinking, uh, I'm not. I, I am not, you know, playing the short game here. Not playing the short game. Screw that. So, hence the far awayness, hence the distance in the contract extension. But the but the Ravens know this. The Ravens know everything that I'm saying right now. Because if they pay him right now, that's their best case scenario. They pay him two years from now. You know, they'll probably have a better idea on whether or not he can throw the football, but Lamar Jackson's still going to be a unique, gifted athlete that the Ravens are going to want to keep. I mean, Ravens fans love him, right? I, I, how many kids today do the crazy jukes and the, the spin moves and everything like that that Lamar Jackson does? How many of them want to play quarterback the way that Lamar Jackson plays quarterback? I mean, Ravens fans absolutely love him. He's their next guy. He's, you know, before that, they had Joe Flacco. There's There was no electricity with Joe Flacco. <laughs> yeah, Joe Flacco, one of, his, one of the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's great and everything, but God, was he boring to watch. <laughs> he was, man. Holy cow. The guy was a flat-out statue. He didn't have a special arm. He didn't have a... Joe Flacco was just a guy that stood in a pocket and ran a system. That was it. Lamar Jackson creates energy in the stadium. He creates energy on the field. This is something different. The Ravens are not an energetic franchise. They do things right. They're tough and they're physical and everything, but boy, do they not like to be gadgety and or anything like that. They're very traditional, tough, pound the football in right? Hard-nosed defense. Like, that's what they That's what they are. Discipline. That's the Ravens. Lamar Jackson is, like, static. He's lightning, okay? He's the fire in the building. He totally goes against what the Ravens are historically with their identity. They just, he's not that because he's not boring. And he is productive. Okay, if you sign Lamar Jackson, you are playing the predictor game. You are, seriously, you're playing Texas Hold'em with that. Because you're just waiting to see how that plays out. You're predicting how long his legs are going to last. You're predicting that his arm is going to pan out. And I do think Lamar Jackson can throw the football. I just want to see more of it. I want to see more so that if the running game isn't working, the Ravens don't fall flat. Their passing game is not threatening enough. And I think that has more to do with wide receivers than it does with Lamar Jackson. But I need to see it. And the Ravens have to see it too. Because if they want to pay him a ton of money, they have to be certain that he can throw the football. And that's pretty simple today's nfl gotta throw the football so uh, i get it i i i the ravens the ravens are going to want to keep him 
And they might just say, all right, look, we can't let him go, so we're going to sign him to what he wants, and we're going to do our best. That might be the approach they take, which would kind of suck because the Ravens have done everything right. They really have built this roster perfectly. Like if they, they draft a wide receiver or two and they really beef up some of these weapons, I mean, the Ravens are going to be nasty. Absolutely. There's no reason the Ravens shouldn't win the division next year, right? The Steelers, we all think are going to go, are all going to digress. The Bengals aren't ready yet. Their biggest threat is probably Cleveland, and it's the Browns. Like, you know, Baker Mayfield's inconsistent, and, you know, they might trade OBJ, and you're just, you have no idea about the Browns. But the Ravens, there's something there. They've got stability. They got a great identity. You just got a couple of tweaks, and the division's yours, man. It's yours. So that's where I stand on that. Uh, okay. Let us let's talk about this. So Mel Kuyper, who you should listen to in regards to draft stuff. You should listen to him because he knows his stuff. <laughs> Been doing this for a long time. I think that he is kind of insulting Mac Jones while not really meaning to. Here's what I mean. Mel Kuyper said, that Mac Jones has a little bit of Tom Brady in him. And I think that that's a little bit of an insult. The reason I'm saying that is because Tom Brady was a, not a good prospect. Tom Brady was, I mean, when Tom Brady came out in 1999, Tom Brady was a sixth round draft pick right in the 2000 NFL draft. He was a sixth round draft pick with embarrassing NFL combine footage. <laughs> oh my God, dude. It was uh, really terrible. Okay. When Tom Brady was at Michigan, his last season at Michigan in 1999, he completed 61% of his throws through for about 2,200 yards 16 touchdowns and six picks. That was Tom Brady at Michigan. Nothing special at all. Nothing special physically. Not a great arm. Not overly accurate. I, Tom Brady was not a good prospect. He really wasn't. Now, Mac Jones in college almost won the Heisman this year. Okay. <laughs> 77.5% completion percentage. That's insane. 4,500 yards passing for 41 touchdowns and four picks. That was Mac Jones. Okay? Mac Jones had a much better college career than Tom Brady did. We're talking about Mac Jones in the first round this year. First round for Mac Jones. There are a lot of people that have him going in the top 15. There are some people that have him going in the top 10. The guy has absolutely zero Brady in him. Okay. Having a little bit of Tom Brady in you is not a good thing. Because what you're actually saying is, well, you know, he's not that fast. His arm's not that strong. He's not incredibly... What you're saying, oh, it's intangibles. He's got a little bit of Brady in him, right? I feel like we always say that there's always that like prospect that we like that should be going in the later rounds, and we kind of compare him to a Hall of Famer because he has some qualities that we all like, right? We all like it. Okay, every it feels like every NBA draft, you're trying to find the next Manu Ginobili. You're trying to find the next... Draymond Green, who were drafted in the second round. You're trying to you're trying to get the next Nikola Jokic. 
Like you just, and then you make excuses for these guys that have no business being in the first round. I don't view Mac Jones a first round prospect. I just don't. I don't. What is Brady having a little bit of Brady in him mean? Define it. Okay, am I completely off on this? I mean, seriously, is it intangibles? I mean, if you're really comparing Mac Jones to Tom Brady because he wins all the time, and the guy the guy played at freaking Alabama. Okay, we, we were talking about Alabama being the best college football team of all time this past year. They were so good on both sides of the football. Mac Jones played for freaking Alabama. Alabama is a dynasty. They they are they were a dynasty before Mac Jones. They're going to be a dynasty after Mac Jones. Period. And this is no disrespect to Mac Jones at all because he could be a pretty good NFL player. But he's not a special prospect. And Mel Kuyper and a lot of these draft analysts know that. They know that Mac Jones is not a good uh, is not a great NFL prospect. They just he's got a little bit of Brady in him. All right, his arm's not that good. He's not very athletic. I mean, sir, you look at Mac Jones. What is the thing that he does really well? I mean, he's clearly pretty accurate, right? Seventy-seven and a half percent completion percentage, ridiculous. But does he have a strong arm? Does he have really that strong? And eh, not really. Is he athletic? Eh. I mean, he's more athletic than, you know, Joe Flacco, <laughs> maybe. But you just, he's got a little bit of Brady in him. That really isn't a good thing. It really isn't. It's not a good thing. Because, you know, you look at Brady when he was a prospect. I mean, you got to look at that footage. Footage. Seriously, the guy looked like he showed up after, you know, like he 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 was some guy that just wanted to play football one day. No experience, no whatever. That Brady's combine footage. He looked like a a guy that played it in high school and then gave it up. But then it's just like, you know, let me give this one more try. That's what Brady looked like at the combine. But this is putting a lot of unnecessary pressure on Mac Jones. Because you know who else they said this about? Another Alabama quarterback, A.J. McCarron. You remember him? Okay, A.J. McCarron was great in college, right? I mean, he was really, really solid as, as, as a college quarterback. I mean, you know, he was never a Heisman guy. 67 and a half percent completion percentage, 3000 yards, 28 touchdowns, seven picks in his last year at Alabama as a senior in 2013. That was AJ McCarron, a fifth round draft pick by the Cincinnati Bengals. That was A.J. McCarron. I mean, did he have a little Brady in him? I mean, the intangibles were all there, right? Won a couple national championships. What are we talking about here? Evaluate Mac Jones as a prospect. Take Tom Brady out of it. Okay, Tom Brady is the anomaly. Uh, is the anomaly. You're never going to predict the next Tom Brady. Because as much as I rag on him, it is incredible what Tom Brady's been able to do his entire career for this long of a time. For this long, and to be honest with you, with such a lacking skill set, Tom Brady is not all that talented when you compare him to other guys. Okay. If you put Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers next to each other, I mean, it's not even close. Aaron Rodgers is just the more gifted player. Peyton Manning is the more gifted player. Patrick Mahomes is the more gifted player. Seriously. 
There are so many guys in the NFL today who have a better skill set than Tom Brady. But Tom Brady's better than them because he prepares more. He invests a ton of time and money into his body. I mean, he's an anomaly to be able to play this long and have this much success. It, if we ever see that again, it'll be it'll be something. It'll be amazing. You're never going to predict the next Tom Brady. Okay, what the next Tom Brady means should be achieving most when you don't have the tools that necessarily grant you that. Not great arm strength, not great physicals. There's adversity. And yeah, Mac Jones doesn't have crazy physicals, but the guy played for Alabama. Okay, his wide receiver won the Heisman. Devontae Smith won. I mean, he's the best wide receiver since Desmond Howard in college. It's unbelievable. He was throwing a Jalen Waddle. I mean, two of the three first wide receivers that are going to be taken, okay, two out of those three guys play for Alabama, Jalen Waddle and Devontae Smith. I mean, how crazy is that? His running back, Najee Harris, is probably going to go in the first round also. He's got offensive linemen that are going to get drafted. Landon Dickerson, Alex Leatherwood. I mean, they're all going to get drafted. <laughs> I, I'm just saying. I'm just saying, man. I get this. I get where the, the it all comes from. I get it. But we got to chill with the Tom Brady comparison. I don't see it. I don't see the Brady comparison. I just don't. Yeah, is he not a great athlete? Yeah, he's not. he doesn't have a great arm. Yeah. But is everybody that's like that? Yeah, there's a little bit of Brady in him. Because you know what? He works hard and he prepares and he does a lot of winning. A <sighs> little craziness. <sighs> okay. Uh, I, before we go, uh, I do want to point something out, uh, that I thought was really, really interesting. So, um, oh, Hey, here we go. I'll break a little bit of news for you. Uh, it's not really news. It's more of a, a, a rumor. It's a report. Uh, the athletics, Joe person, um, reported that the 49ers called the Carolina Panthers about Teddy Bridgewater. Instability, by the way, if you needed more evidence. Um, anyway, uh, I do wanted to talk about this for a, uh, for a brief moment. Um, so the Washington football team is looking like they are going to part ways with Alex Smith. Um, and it is, Absolutely incredible. I'm really glad they gave him comeback player of the year. Even though he didn't play amazing football, they gave him comeback player of the year anyway because being able to play at all in that sort of condition is absolutely unbelievable. Um, but they are expected to part ways. I'm actually a little surprised by it just because, you know, I, I'm not really sure what Washington's going to do at quarterback. Um, but Alex Smith, if he does play again, and again, he's getting older and, you know, he might not have a crazy market, but if Alex Smith does go somewhere, that team's getting lucky. Okay. Having that sort of perseverance in your locker room is something that can teach your young guys something really valuable. That is a thing that is priceless. Okay. If Alex Smith can go into a locker room and say, Hey, listen, I literally almost got my leg chopped off and I'm still here. Your young players, especially, can learn something really valuable from that. So if you bring on Alex Smith as your backup or your third string or whatever, you're going to be getting something really good. I think that's, um, 
that's going to be something that's really exciting to see. I'd like to see him go someplace pretty useful. Uh, okay. As for that, that'll do it for us. Mike Guido here with you on the Landry Football Podcast Network. This is Guido's Gridiron Blitz. You got us every Monday and Friday from 2 o'clock to 3 o'clock Eastern in the afternoon. We'll be back on Friday with Matt Catarizzolo, my main man. We'll see you. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.